Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Cisco. This is Jeremy. And welcome to the West Texas Files. How's everybody doing? Happy Wednesday, everybody. Mm -hmm. It's Wednesday. It's time for some paranormal stuff. Hey, that's right. We want to send a big thank you going out to everyone that uh, has downloaded our podcast thus far. Almost 500 downloads. Yep. Right at the 500 mark. That is awesome. We appreciate that. And we're over 1,000 likes on our Facebook page. Yeah. So shout out to all you folks that are following us. Uh, don't forget, we're also on Instagram. So if you haven't headed over there and uh, liked or started following us, you need to do that. Just search West Texas Files and uh, you'll find us. Yes. We are uh, always trying to upload some really cool content. We received a video that I think many of y'all have seen. According to the Facebook ticker, it's over 1,000 views. I think Close to 2,000, actually. And it is some uh, footage of some first responders, I think, of the police force going through uh, an abandoned house on a trespassing call. And at about the 11-second point, you can hear almost like a child scream in the background. And this house is very isolated. It's not in a neighborhood or anything. It's just uh, land, empty land all around it. And there was nobody in that house. And that happened right here in Lubbock. So, man, that was weird. I saw I saw the video right, and there was if you had a chance to check it out, there was just like dolls all over the place. Yeah, I was like, what the hell, man? It is very freaky. Like, yeah. who the hell spent all the time to put dolls up out there, and what were they doing in that house? Uh, obviously, something's going on there because apparently it's a really uh, high paranormal uh, area. I guess it's really known for it. So some stuff going on out there. Maybe we can go trespass and yeah. see what we can find. <laughs> like, I'd like to go check it out just to see what it's all about. Oh, yeah. But uh, definitely, uh, again, that was a pretty cool video. We got a lot of good feedback off of that. Keep in mind that we're also going to be uh, needing some of your stories to feature them as part of our podcast as well. So if you get a free second, make sure that uh, you send us a message on uh, Facebook Messenger. We do have a uh, Facebook I just said Messenger, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we, you can also get messages through Instagram, right? Uh-huh. And we do have an email address, which is WestTexasFiles2021 at gmail.com. Feel free to send us your emails uh, with your stories, and uh, let's feature them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's one Facebook post, and it's also on Instagram, where I said, you know, tell us about your paranormal experiences on the comment section or, or in a message. So send it over. We want to feature it. We want to talk about you. So um, don't be bashful. I did see a lot of comments on there. People wanted to go on their own ghost adventures and stuff like that. Uh -huh. You know, maybe later on we might do something like that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have any stories from some of the things that you've done, hey, again, just please uh, submit those. We'll be more than happy to uh, to review them. And again, hopefully soon feature them on the podcast, uh, which is what we're really gearing towards. At the moment, uh, you know, we're still working on getting some video stuff uh, put up on our YouTube channels. We had some uh, equipment, but it just wasn't up to par. So uh, mm -hmm. we're working on that. So we do have a YouTube channel. So make sure you follow us, follow us there. We're on pretty much all social platforms. Yeah, yeah, we sure are. And we're pretty much on every single uh, podcast outlet too. So if, if you've got a, a particular outlet that you like to listen to your podcast on, we should be on there. You shouldn't have to go directly to our website. You can you can search it on yours and, and subscribe. Hey, that's right. So again, West Texas Files, that's what it is. We've been doing this a little over a month now. So mm -hmm. uh, this is our fifth podcast. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to us. I don't have any applause here. I, don't, I haven't bought that equipment <laughs> yet. But. That's right. Also, don't forget, we have uh, some really cool uh, swag that you ordered. I saw that we're going to have some polos made for you and me. 
Oh, that's right. We're not sharing with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you also mentioned, what, some koozies and, and cups? Koozies, uh, tumblers, tumblers. Koozies, tumblers, and what else do we have in the works? Oh, and, and we're getting some t-shirts printed. Hey, that's right. Yeah. And um, Jeremy, for some reason, he wanted to order boxers. I'm like, no, that's just kind of inappropriate. Jeremy, come on. This is a family uh, fun <laughs> podcast. And uh, I thought they'd be nice. <laughs> Or some whitey tidies with our logo right center. Some whitey tidies. Yeah. So what's wrong with that, man? We're uh, trying to be unique out here. You're right. We're trying to be unique in our marketing efforts. I'm like, what are these guys up to? <laughs> strange guys, strange fellows. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're definitely going to get, we're working on some merchandise that should be in very, very soon just to kind of give out and get the word out. If you have uh, any friends and family that are interested in this type of um, entertainment, we'll make sure that you refer us and uh, let them give us a follow and Hey, we'll reach out to you and maybe send you a free koozie or something. Yeah, yeah, we're getting great feedback from from everybody that's actually liking the page and who's watching the videos and who is listening to the podcast. We appreciate that because uh, we've received several comments, uh, several opinions, and it's really awesome to interact. Um, I like hearing people's stories. I, I was around a bunch of my family that I hadn't seen in a while uh, this weekend, and they were telling me some stories and some friends of mine from Lockney were telling me some stories about one of the things I'm going to talk about in an upcoming podcast uh, about a cemetery that's out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, one of my good buddies I've known my whole life, he actually had a really cool story that I've never heard before uh, when he was actually driving through that area. And it's a really cool story. So keep keep all that coming. Those are the types of things that I want to hear. That way we can we can get them on, on the show and talk about them. And like Cisco said, we really want to feature some people on the show and, and not just repeating your stories, but coming from your mouth. And we think we can do that with maybe some Zoom type stuff. Yeah, we'll have so, to do it that way because uh, Jeremy's really paranoid about COVID right now. Yeah, right. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> not that he's not worried about it, but uh, at the moment uh, we haven't set up our studio for uh, any guest yet. Yeah, yeah, not yet. So soon, but I mean, we can do um, a Zoom call mm-hmm. and have a Zoom conference and, mm-hmm. and bring you on just like that. And it'll probably actually work better that way because we can actually take that Zoom call, record it, and put it on YouTube. Hey, that's right. Yeah, so it'll be really cool. I think so too. So again, make sure you send us your stories, folks. Uh, West Texas Files 2021 at gmail.com or through Messenger or through Instagram. And we'll be more than happy to uh, hopefully feature them very, very soon. But we got to get into what we talked about the week before, actually. You mentioned that um, you were followed by, I guess, whatever the entity at your ex's apartment. Presence was there, whatever was going on at that apartment that seems to have uh, tagged along with me. And it was really weird because, like I said, that was my first really hardcore paranormal experience after I was out of out of school, mm-hmm. uh, out of high school, and kind of on my own. And as soon as that situation happened, I went back to my apartment. Mm-hmm. And at this point, uh, me and Mark lived in a two-bedroom apartment uh, right there on 50th Street, and we were in the process of actually moving out of that apartment. Uh, my buddy Ruben wanted to move in with us. And we all worked together. So we were going to get a three-bedroom apartment at the same complex. Mm -hmm. Well, these three-bedroom apartments, they were very big. Very big three-bedroom apartments. And my room was huge. So I had an uncle, uh, my Uncle David, who had just moved back to Lubbock from from, uh, New Mexico. So he was was bunking up with me. And we actually shared the room. It was so big. Like he had a bed on one side. I had a bed on the other side. It was just a big old room. And it was just so weird how everything gradually started taking place. 
Um, it's almost as if the entity was trying to get our attention, or I say entity, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't, I don't know if it was an entity. I, I, you know, I don't think any of us ever saw anything like actually manifest. Um, but there was definitely a presence. Um, and like I said, it's almost as if it were gradually trying to get our attention. Mm-hmm. And then once we realized that, yes, there was something there, then it went full blown. So like what, what, what brought y'all's uh, attention together? Yeah. So we started noticing weird things in the apartment. Like I would be there sometimes and I would know I was by myself and I'd be sitting there watching TV and the hallway for the restroom and the bedrooms was, you know, far over to say if I'm facing TV, the TV, it was far over to my right. And I would see almost out of the corner of my eye, like if somebody walked by. Oh man. Yeah. So I'd, I'd get up and I'd be like, Mark, Ruben, are y'all here? And I'd say, you know, one of y'all here? And I was thinking, well, maybe one of them was asleep, like taking a nap, and I didn't know when I got home. So I'd walk over, and I'd go through all the rooms, go to my room. I had a restroom in, in my room, and, of course, nobody would be there. And then we were we were always partying. Like, we always had people over partying. And at a certain point around that same time, the front door started opening by itself. And I'm not talking about a front door that it doesn't close all the way and wind's going to blow it open. The knob would literally turn and the door would open. And we would be partying and people, I mean, we got used to it. The first few days it freaked us out and then it it was like normal. And we would joke about it like all the ghosts is back home. (laughs) And and, uh, people started noticing it at parties and stuff or people that hadn't been over to our apartment would say, what the hell is that? Say, man... It just opens. Mm-hmm. And so those types of things started happening. And it it was almost as if, like I said, it was trying to get our attention. And one day, I think it was actually my Uncle David, you know, he said, hey, man, do y'all like hear weird things or, or feel weird things or weird stuff in this apartment? And all of us were like, yeah, <laughs> almost like relieved because we yeah. don't want to tell each other. We're still at that point where we're, we don't want to say anything. Right. Because it's like, oh, you're just being scared. Yeah. And you don't, you don't do yeah. that. <laughs> so, so at one point when he brought that up, then all of us were really like, yeah, we do. And it was just crazy times. Um, Boo was sitting right here in front of us, you know, man, the camera, he was talking about, he remembers times where, you know, he, he would come down and hang out with us because he was living, I think in Muleshoe at that time. And he would come and hang out with us and he would be on the sofa asleep in the middle of the night and the damn doorknob would turn and the door open. Man, and that's that, weird. it just happened all the time. So there's one event that I can think of that really kind of started really freaking everybody out in the apartment. And there was this this one night, and I still remember, I want to say it was Friday the 13th. It was either Friday the 13th or Hall- or Halloween night, but I'm all, almost positive it was Friday the 13th. So we used to go and drink at uh, 50th Street Caboose because it was only two blocks from our house. And we were there all night. There was a girl who Marcus dated at the time, and I don't even remember who it was. And she was really tired. She said, I'm going to go to bed because I have to get up early and go to work. And I can't drop home. So obviously she's going to stay. I said, okay. So I turn on the TV and I remember the exorcist was on. Hi. And, you know, because it's Friday the 13th, they're showing scary movies. And I'm like messing with the guys like, oh, the exorcist is on, you know. <laughs> and they're like, man, change it. You know, and I'm like, no, nah, we're going to watch this. <laughs> and 
the, the girl goes to lay down and it's like me, Mark and Ruben in, in the living room. And they're still trying to get me to change the channel. Of course I'm not. Well, I would say maybe 20 minutes after that, we hear Mark's radio, like full blast. And then Mark's like, what the heck is she doing? So he goes over and then like he comes back and he's kind of like had this look on his face and she comes out like white. The radio had just turned on full blast while she was laying in bed. She didn't know why. And Mark was like, my, st- my stereo doesn't have a timer. The remote was like on the other side of the room. Like, why would it turn a full blast like that? He's like, the last time I listened to my radio, it wasn't even full blast. It's not like I turned it off with the volume all the way up. Everybody's kind of freaked out, especially because of the, the movie I'm watching. So later we go to bed, all of us, and it's quiet. And one thing about I remember about mine and my uncle's room was that it was so dark in there, like pitch black, that when you turn off the lights to go to bed, you could not even see like your hand in front of your face. Oh my. Like it was dark. And we're laying there and we just hear the stereo go full blast again. And my uncle gets up and, and remember my uncle wasn't there earlier. So my uncle gets up and he goes, what the hell is Mark doing? Like, it's like, why is he blasting music right now? And like, I just hear like somebody running in the hall and Mark comes in and turns on the light in our room. And he's like, I didn't do that. And we're like, what? And he's like, it just turned on full blast again. And like the remote wouldn't turn it on, uh, turn it off. And I unplugged it. And my uncle was like, what? And he's like, I didn't do it. It just turned on. And we're like, uh, are you sure? And he's like, <laughs> dude, I was like in bed. Like it just turned on. And it was just eerie. Like at that, oh, yeah. at that moment you knew, okay, we had already all kind of had the conversation of, we see things out of the corner of our eyes. Mm-hmm. We feel weird things. Almost like if you're being watched, we have weird things happen. Like the door knob turning and the door opening. So all of this has already been talked about by us. And then this starts up. And then after this incident, that how you know, that apartment was just on. Oh man. Yeah, it was a hot spot. Like even guests that would come over would experience weird things. And I will tell you that, and I'm gonna put Ruben on blast here. I'm sorry, Ruben. <laughs> but you know, we were like I said, we were always partying. So I'd get up like at 3 34 in the morning, just dehydrated. And I'd go to the refrigerator to get something to drink, and the light would be on in the living room. And say, what the hell? I know I turned that light off. So I'd come around the corner, and Ruben would be asleep on the sofa. And I'd be like, oh, I guess he fell asleep watching TV or something. Yeah. I'd turn off the light, and I would head back to my room. As I was about to turn on the corner to get in my room, the light would turn back on. Ruben sometimes was so uh, scared of what was going on and the things that he was hearing in his room and everything that he would go out on the sofa and sleep with the light on. That's how bad it was. Man. That's how bad some of the stuff got in there. So do you think maybe one of you probably carried something with you guys? You know, honestly, I I want to say yes, and I, I'm almost positive it had to have been you. Me. Yeah, what happened at at that apartment. Yeah. And I give you another reason, because whenever we moved out of this three-bedroom apartment, nothing happened at my new house after we moved out of there and I bought a house. And after a little bit, kind of like the apartment situation, little subtle things like, okay, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, okay, that shouldn't have happened. Okay. What the hell's going on? And I will tell you that my house was built brand new. So nobody died in that house. Yeah. There was no nothing. It was a brand new home. 
So, you know, how do you explain that? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so the common denominator in all this it's you. is me. But I will say that, that Mark and Ruben did move with me and were my roommates at my house when we moved out of that three-bedroom. So it could have been attached to any of us, but I almost think it was me because... It continued. Yeah, it continued. It, it did. And those types of things that would happen in those apartments, man, were... I mean, the... It, it was bad at that three bedroom, mm-hmm. but whenever we got to my house, it got really bad to the point to where it was affecting like your dreams. Like we would have all of us in that house would have nightmares and I, I don't ever have nightmares. And for a long period, I was having nightmares and everybody's having nightmares and just the level of, of activity that was going on is just unreal. Like I, I think back like, man, you know, like now we have cameras everywhere. It's just mm-hmm. normal. We have yeah. wireless cameras everywhere. We have cameras on our phone. I still remember I was a Sailor One agent, and I had one of the first camera phones ever. And I did have footage of my dogs going crazy, like acting like they were being attacked in the kitchen. And I recorded it. And throughout the years, I lost that that card. But I remember recording it on that very first video phone, that very first Sailor One video phone. And, man, I wish I could find that SD card. Mm. Yeah. That'd be some good stuff right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be crazy. So, man, it just followed you, huh? It did. It followed me. And this entire point in my life, in this entire lease of this apartment, it's almost like they said, well, you're going to sign this lease. And the entire time that you're in this lease, uh, you're going to have paranormal experiences. <laughs> and just give us a 30-day notice, and we'll make sure the ghost follows you to your house. <laughs> you just got it. I'm like, okay. Put that so, on the dotted line there. Crazy, man. I guess... Very similar to you um, in reference to being followed. We uh, grew up out in the country in Brownfield. My dad ran a ranch for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And um, being four to five years old and experiencing the shadow people several times. And then my parents finally seen it, which was uh, what we talked about last week. Things started happening at the house. And I don't know if it was because we were kids. And they say kids are more susceptible to the paranormal attacking mm-hmm. because they're innocent. Yeah. And when we first moved into the ranch, you know, we had a, a farmhouse and we had, we didn't technically have a, a driveway per se, you know, it was, we had a top porch and we would just pull up to the front of the house. It was a top porch. My dad, I think set out some logs after a while, you know, to kind of grow grass or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But many years prior to that, it was an older home. There was a family that lived there and um, the uncle accidentally ran over his niece two or three years old and she passed away there in the front i remember my dad talking about that right and i never paid attention to it Mm -hmm. so as all this stuff is happening during the same time frame when my dad saw that shadow my parents saw that shadow looking in on us um every night like i i would hear the front door open and you would hear footsteps all the way down to the end of the house like if you guys remember what I told you how our house was set up, it was like you walk in and you can see the back door from the front door. Mm-hmm. And it was just like living room, bedroom, dining room, my sister's room, and then there was a restroom, and then there was a kitchen, and then it was my room, like all next to each other. All on left to right side yes. of this hallway that leads to your back door. Right. It was open. But um and man, I would hear it all the time. But I was always so scared because if I had already witnessed the shadow people, I would literally sleep with the cover over my head every single night wow. until one night I wake up in the middle of the night and 
I had to go to the restroom, right? And I was like, man, I got to go. I got to go. I'm just going to go. So I take off and then I come back as soon as I lay down. I hear the front door, which is a screen door, right? The screen door opens first and um, then the second door. And I'm like, okay, who's coming in? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you just hear footsteps, but they're not like heavy footsteps. They're just like footsteps, right? And we had wood flooring. And um, so I, I covered my head again and they just stopped. Like I heard it get into the kitchen and um, I just remember that it stopped. And at this point in time, I'm like, man, like I'm just praying. I'm like, please, God, don't let it be anything. I don't want to take my cover off my head. But then it started getting hot under the blanket, right? And I'm like, my uncle had a bad habit, had a bad habit of throwing heavy blankets on me and I could never get out. And I would like freak out, dude, yeah. panic and like crying and everything. Claustrophobia. <laughs> yes. And I'm still like that to this day yeah. not because of my uncle. And I need to beat him up now that I'm older. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, man, so I, I picked up the blanket a little bit so I could breathe. Right. I could see not where the door was, but it looked clear. Right. Because I was OK. Well, there's nothing there. There was a light on from um if you live in a Mexican household, then you know that the light under or on top of the stove stays on 24-7. <laughs> That's the night light. <laughs> so I didn't see anything there, right? And so when you walk into my room, uh, as soon as to the left, there was like a little corner, like a little nook that would just kind of out. And I had my TV set up right there with uh, my Nintendo. Mm-hmm. All right. So I look and there was nothing. Well, I just I decided I was going to take the blanket off. So when I took the blanket off, like, there was a little girl standing in my doorway. What the heck? Man, let me tell you what. I put the blanket over my head again, and I started praying, like, crying, because I was scared, I thought man. you were going to say you started peeing. No, that was later. <laughs> I ended up peeing the bed. I'm sure this I did. That's my mom. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. So, yeah, man. And I'll tell you what. Like, I experienced that every week. Every single week, every single week. And I would tell my sister, I would be scared to sleep in my room, right? Because I was so tired of seeing her. It was tormenting you. Yeah. And I would I would be scared. So then I would tell my mom, I'm scared. I don't want to sleep in my room. Mm-hmm. Well, fine. You can. I guess you can sleep in the room with your sister. And um, so I would stay there. But my sister started having bad dreams. So, like, it was just crazy, man. So I w- had to go back to my room and... It, it happened all the time. And I would keep it to myself. I would keep it to myself because my mom was like, you know what? You're just... You know, you're just having a bad dream. And I remember I told my uncle about this, right, on how it starts. And he didn't believe me. I said, okay, you can stay. So my grandma ended up moving away. So my uncle decided he was going to stay with us. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? I'm going to leave that for a story next time because I'm like, you know what? It just it gets crazy. So I'm just going to kind of leave it out there, man. But, but yeah. He was hanging. So I don't know. And <laughs> honestly, that was from the shadow people. You go from that. At first, you would never see anything. And then. She would just, apparition. Yes. It really yes. was. This, whatever was in that house was literally targeting you and tormenting you. I guess, man. I, I have no idea, but it happened for many, many years. We were out there for, I think, 10 or 11 years until we moved into the city. And I will say, man, everybody had an experience out there. Everybody loved going out there, but everybody had an experience out there. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. But that's uh, that's sad. But we'll definitely get into the uh, the story with my uncle next week. I want to talk about that because that was just like right. you know another person that witnessed and experienced it. All right, I can't wait for that. <laughs> wow. Coming up next week, the blind starts turning like it, it, like spinning by in, in, by itself in a circle, and we all start looking at each other like how how is that one blind? 
right there spinning by itself in a circle. And I'm talking, it was spinning fast. It started out slow, and it got to where it was spinning very fast in a circle. Like, so was this the, the sliding doors are closed and you guys are outside? Or? No, the sliding doors are closed and we're sitting on the sofa watching TV. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, everybody's just looking at it, and we're all like, why is that one blind turning? Like, it's not like there's a fan or anything on it that could be turning it. And why now? It's never happened before. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's weird. So I get up and I stop it. I grab it to my two-finger, stop it. And I stand there for, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds to see if it's going to start doing it. Nothing. As soon as I sit down on the sofa, 